for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com It's that time of year, everybody. You're probably looking for the most lightweight, packable, and reliable mobile hunting gear on the market. If you are, look no further than Latitude Outdoors. Latitude aids in any hunter that is looking to get into saddle hunting or mobile hunting in general, or for the guy or gal that is already experienced. Latitude offers saddles, climbing methods, platforms, ropes, dump pouches, knee pads, and much more. Let Latitude steer you to unfamiliar places while being efficient and lightweight in the process. For more information, head on over to LatitudeOutdoors.com and save by using the code THEFALLPODCAST for 25% off your next purchase. New for 2023, Helix introduces its four-blade head, the FJ4. The FJ4 broadhead takes the standard single-bevel design blade that Helix is known for and adds two smaller bleeder blades that insert directly into the ferrule. Adding for an additional 15-16th cutting diameter from the original Helix broadhead consisting of the following sizes. 2 and 1 16th for 100 and 175 grain, 2 and an eighth for the 125 and 200 grain head, and 2 and a quarter for the 150 and 225. Improve blood trails and measure your recovery in seconds for the fall of 2023. Use the code FALLHX10 to save at helixbroadheads.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Today is Friday, April 21st, 2023, and we have another Feel Good Friday episode. And And uh, I've, this one's going to be kind of let our hair down, talk a little bit about some gear. Now, David and I have been getting a lot of questions, and I know a lot of people say that, but honestly, dude, I've gotten probably, um, I'd say at least a dozen questions in the last two or three weeks about arrow setups. Um, what we run and honestly particular to the veins that we run um, configuration and what type of vein so David and I decided that like the next couple Fridays maybe we'll figure it out but like the Fridays as you guys can kind of tell like they're still good episodes but they're kind of like just kind of more relaxed episodes and and uh, I think it's a good way to go into the weekend and I think the next couple Fridays we're going to roll out just breaking down our gear. Um, I think it's what a lot of people, they ask us questions and we love that, but you know, we're just going to kind of give the answers right here. And if we don't cover something, still hit us up, you know what I mean? And, and, and let us know what you want to be answered. Really? That's where, I guess that's where we're kind of coming from today. Yeah. Hey, I, I like the feel good Friday episodes, man. They're, uh, they're cool. I, you know, sometimes you can kind of get a little bit, 
in depth with you know gear that we're going to be using or maybe even like some looser end strategy talk or something like that but hey i i i do enjoy them for sure yeah and 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 everybody listen you can you guys can expect like david and i to kind of do some more podcasts like just him and i because you know sometimes it's just easier and actually i don't even want to say that just easier i'm not looking for the easy button but there is things that like i think there's some information that uh, maybe doesn't get portrayed from you and I that uh, a lot of people actually value. Um, I've had people reach out and say that they really like the episodes you and I do. So I think we're going to kind of piggyback on that a little bit. We're still going to have really good guests. I mean, we got some guests lined up. And speaking of guests in in, in series, I mean, we got the, the Pottinger Way series uh, you know, rolling right now. Episode one is out. Uh, episode two will be rolling out in not next week, but I think the week after, I believe. Yep. Isn't that right? Yep. Yep. But also another series that we are getting ready to record. I actually recorded the first one yesterday. That'll be running very soon. And uh, I don't want to say what it is, but it's kind of a spinoff from The One Giant Mistake. And I think it's going to be better than the one giant mistake. So I'm just going to leave that little carrot right there for you guys. Um, and honestly, this series, we could literally run for the rest of the year. Every week, two episodes for the rest of the year, and I would be Jack doing it. So <laughs> yeah, dangle they're, they're that gonna, carrot. Yeah, yeah. Can't say too much about it, but uh, it will be, if, if you guys like the one giant mistake series, there's no doubt, tune in and you for sure will like these ones too. Yeah. Um, also, so in this intro, we're just going to do some little uh, updates here. I did get an update from my clothing supplier guy. Everybody's wondering. I think I maybe uh, kind of let the cat out of the bag about the about the uh, the online store way too quick. I mean, because honestly, we were hoping to get everything out by, you know, first of April. And now we're here like middle of April and just things have not... It, it's not that they haven't ran smoothly. It's just that things are just on a halt. Like it's still mm-hmm. hard to get. And of course, you and I, and everybody that you know, we've sold stuff to already with shirts and hoodies. Like the stuff that we like is kind of like a premium, like garment. So it's like harder to get. Of course, we would do that. But I want, I want some nice shit. Like I don't yeah. want to just like skimp on it. So, um, the update that I did get this week earlier this week is that. The garments should be in next week, middle of the week, and he's going to run them, but I need to see samples first. I don't want to just run them and then get them through the door and get them on, you know, get them online and everything. And that goes for the one giant mistake ones as well. He's going to run those first, but I want to see samples of the logos and everything on the shirt. So, I mean, we're looking at, you know, for at least the stuff that's going to be online, we're looking at another couple weeks, which does suck um i do have the website or the the shop built on the website literally once we get it and get everything into the system and have all the inventory all it is is really hit play on it so once we get those going we can definitely start ordering everything the one giant mistake shirts i'm hoping they're going to be approved by end of next week and then shipping the week after so by end of april i'm hoping they're shipping i'm i apologize um Really, that's why. Like, it, there's a good and bad with these pre-order things. This is the bad. Like, I've already collected money. People are probably pissed, and you know, you don't have your garment yet. I'm not gonna stiff you. I promise you, I will not stiff you. So, 
Um, I'll get those out, and but this is kind of why we're going towards that that online shopping. But the con to that is that I'm going to be sitting on thousands of dollars worth of clothing that hopefully people buy. Please buy it, everybody. Please just buy it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) because I have anxiety about it. (laughs) He does. He does. There's no doubt in it. But uh, I I feel good about it. I mean. Looking at some of the designs, um, I think it, it will really be worth the wait once they finally, uh, you know, hit the doorstep and we can launch that store and start shipping them out to people when they buy them. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, so that's the update on the clothing. Also, you guys, I mean, you can go to the website and take a look at that. It's fallpodcast.com. Really not a ton there other than going there right now. You can watch some of the videos that are on YouTube. I link them to the website so you can see that. You can listen to all the podcasts. So if like if you guys like to listen to the podcast through the website every week, you could do that. Uh, and or any of the partners we have, there's links to you know the products and being able to buy stuff through the website. So you can go do that as well. So check that out if you haven't. Um, what else we got? Oh, you know, gotten a lot of... Uh, people writing on Apple Podcast, uh, writing a, a review. That is awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing that. We really like to hear that. Um, actually, got a couple people DM me some, you know, some thank yous and and stuff like that, and and love the podcast. I get that a lot. So thank you guys to that as well. Um, but yeah, actually tomorrow, as we sit here, is the opener of turkey season for Michigan. I know David, he's not a big guy. Uh, goofy gobbler chasing guy but uh i'll definitely be out and uh actually my weekend is gonna be filled with uh soccer games and dance recitals so i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get out this weekend <laughs> they i don't i mean like you said i i used to do a lot of turkey hunting when i was younger but not so much now hell i might go out scouting <laughs> whitetail scouting this weekend not turkey hunting yeah but yep. uh the, the weather don't look all that great for this Mm-mm. weekend not very no. good it really doesn't but hey you know it's just getting outside hearing them gobble and and uh hopefully you know draw some blood and get some awesome delicious turkey down we just actually had a turkey for my birthday and uh, my father-in-law did a turkey up god it was so good now i'm just ready to have another one so (laughs) well hey if you go if you go kill yourself a turkey this weekend get the soccer games in get dance recital in i mean it'd be a packed weekend but damn that'd be a good weekend it would be. Um, I will say I'm not in a big yank just because uh, I do want to kill a bird or have my wife kill one. I really want my wife to kill one, but I want to do it with her and my daughter in the blind. So like I've said before, it, it might be like a evening or midday kind of thing where we, we're going to have to set up a blind um, and do that kind of song and dance to keep the five-year-old occupied and kind of quiet and where she can still move and all that stuff. So I don't think she's ready for a good old-fashioned roost hunt, smack them in the face right off the limb. But, uh, you know, we don't shoot them off the limb. But as they fly down and they land, <laughs> we shoot them in the face. They're those darn field muppets, you know. Yeah. So, Is there any uh, kind of, uh, you know, bets in the house between you and the wife for biggest turkey maybe? No, honestly, I don't even care if I kill one this year. I really want my wife to get back out and – and uh, do it. I asked her the other day, I'm like, do you want to kill him with your bow or with your gun? And she's like, well, I haven't been able to shoot my bow too much, so let's do it with the gun. And, um, you know, the one and only turkey she has killed is actually on the wall right here above me. And and um, she did kill that with her bow back years ago. So uh, 
excited to get her back out and 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 get her uh, dust in one of those field muppets. So it'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. How how long is her tag good for? So we both have the ZZ hunt, so we can hunt the okay. whole season on private nice. land. Nice, mm-hmm. awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Have to keep so, me up. Have to keep me updated. I hope she kills one. Yeah, for sure. It'll be it'll be a good time. And like I said, just hoping to get Peyton in the involved too. So we'll see. Yep. But uh, so we, uh, I think we got through everything we needed to get through on that. I don't think really have anything else coming up. So today, um, before we get to the the question of the week, today we're basically going to be talking about our archery setup. So we're going to talk about our bows, going to break those down, all the specs and everything, uh, stabilizers, our sights, releases, uh, the arrows, break that all down, broadheads, rest, um, peep sight, strings, everything kind of archery related. Quiver, don't let me forget Quiver. Um, I'm still up in the air right now. I think I might be getting a different one, but we'll talk about that. So that'll be this week, and then, you know, we'll eventually get to our packs and get to our camo or, like, clothing, stuff like that, and and uh, boots and all that stuff. So, But that, that'll be today. So um, I think that'll be good. So question of the week, I know you have one, and I have one for you as well. Uh, you want to go first? You said you had a pretty good one. Um, you were excited about it, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, okay. All right, here we go. So, born and bred here in the Mitten State, right? Yep. Would you rat next year, you get to pick one of these. This is going to happen, but you only get to pick one. Would you rather have the University of Michigan's football team win a national championship or the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl next year? Lions win the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Don't I, get I was, me wrong. Was... <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love the Wolverines more than I love the Lions, but I've seen the Wolverines already win a, t- a natty. I've already mm-hmm. seen that, and I remember it. Yep. They've been really close the last two years. The Lions have only won one playoff game since I've been alive, I believe. I would rather see the Lions win a Super Bowl than Michigan win a Natty right now, and that I'm gonna get some backlash for that. But <laughs> I'm telling you right now, because I always said like I would never ever see the Lions ever win in my lifetime. You know, it's so hard mm-hmm. to win in the NFL, so hard. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if they have it, I think this next year they have the best chance going right now going into next year than they have ever had you know they could fall flat on their face but this is right now with the hype and the moves they've been making literally the best they've ever had uh, you know yeah. opportunity you're you're drinking the Kool-Aid oh I'm I'm 100% drinking the Kool-Aid Honolulu okay. blue and and silver buddy let's do okay. it <laughs> okay yeah I I know the questions a little off from our normal hunting questions love it but I was thinking about it the other day and I was like you know what that's a, you know, you have to pick one, either or kind of question. I, I really thought it would be a good one. And uh, I, I, at first I thought that it was going to be a Michigan thing. Like, I, I you know, yeah. go blue. But I was like, he, he, but I thought about that. You know, you think back in, in 97. So during our lifetime, they they have won it. Um, they've been knocking on that door again. But the Lions just never done that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I respect the answer. I do. Well, you also got to think, too, like, you know, I'm just a sports fan. So in my lifetime, 
I've got to see the Tigers go to the World Series. They haven't won it since 84, but I've got to see that. I've seen the Pistons win a title. I've seen the Red Wings win a title. Um, as much as I hate to say it, I've seen the Spart- Spartans win a national title in basketball. I've seen Michigan win a national title in football and been to two national titles in basketball. So literally, they're the last ones. And, yeah. and you know, like I said, the Pistons too, but like they're the last ones. Like mm-hmm. they need to make a run. And I just want that, you know, let, let's just make it happen. Let's just yep. make it happen. Check the so, box. It's a good, that's a good question. I like that. Uh, yeah. Out of the box there. Mine is going to be hunting related. Okay. So we have been talking pretty heavily about going to Kansas this year if we draw. Okay. So we're doing all, you know, public land. I, I'm not opposed to like knocking on doors and stuff like that. We probably will, to be honest with you. I just know how that might shake out. Um, but you know, out in Kansas and other states like Nebraska and, you know, a lot of when you get out Western states, stuff like that, there's a lot of walk-in hunting. So to kind of everybody out there that doesn't really know what walking hunting is, you know, like in Kansas and stuff like that, like we, like I could own a piece of land in, in Kansas, like if I live there and then like lease it out to the state so they can, like, I can get money, I believe for other people in a program so other people can walk in hunt it. You know what I mean? So it's essentially public land, but it's privately owned. Isn't that correct? Do I have that right there? Yep. Yeah, it's it's privately owned, and they have it, like you said, they have it in some kind of program where, you know, they can still, what I believe is live on the property, even farm the property. They just allow, you know, it's open to hunters, but it's only open to hunters from, like, September 1 through, like, May 1st or, like, May 31st. So basically okay. kind of closed in the summertime. Like, you can't touch it. 10-4. Okay, so my question to you is... You know, there's some huge pieces of public tracks. I mean, I'm talking huge pieces where you could get away from people. And these walk-in pieces are usually typically kind of smaller. Mm-hmm. In your 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 opinion, what would you think would be better? A walk-in hunting piece or a big chunk of public? I mean, we're talking 20 plus thousand acres of public you could hunt or a walk-in piece. What would you rather do? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, I've been kind of leaning towards the walk-in pieces. Now, you know, I, I think we live in a world that, you know, there isn't any, like, hidden gems. I think you you did a podcast kind of about that. So, you know, there's a little bit of hope of, like, you know, running across the piece that maybe not everyone knows that's walk-in hunting yet. But what what I like about the, the walk-in hunting areas is I can take a handful of them and kind of scout them quickly on a short window trip. And when I say short window, like if we go for seven to 10 days, like our, our time is really limited where I can really get out there, scout, mark, you know, whether it's, it's a good property or it's not a good property. Um, but the only thing is like, but I've seen with a lot of walk-in hunting areas, there may only be one good tree on that to hunt. And so it won't take, it only takes one guy to kind of have that piece of property covered. So Man, the, great question. I damn, that's a great question. Um, yeah, see, it's we could go about it a hundred different ways. You know, like the biggest pieces could attract the most guys. You know, like because they think all oh, the walking stuff too small. Or, but I I have been leaning towards the walking stuff. Honestly, okay. In my opinion, that's 
that's kind of what I like. Okay. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there really is no right or wrong on that. There's so many pros and cons to both. Like I could see, you know, on a big track walking in in the morning, let's say you walk in on a hunter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe go a, a ridge or two over and you could be good. If yep. you put a lot of time and effort into, let's say a 80 acre to a hundred acre piece of walk in, like you said, that might only have a ditch in it and one good tree. You walk in there and somebody's already there. Now you got to go back to the truck. You've blown that guy's hunt. And now you got to go figure out like a plan B, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not just maybe, typically it might not be just like move into the next ridge. You know, you yeah. might be kind of pooch there. So yeah, that yep. that is always a scenario that like run through my head as like, that would kind of suck. And I think a lot of those walking pieces, um, a lot of farmers can run cattle on them all year. I believe they that's a great still point. Do that. That's and a to great me, point. I've hunted around a lot of cattle, and the deer hate cattle. Mm-hmm. Hate cattle. Yep. So yep. You know, and it's 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 one of those things too. We like we're. I'm kind of looking at it like this is probably gonna, this is going to be a rut hunt for us, where it's like I I just need to have the right one right tree you know what i mean like i'm not trying to hunt down one specific buck starting from the beginning of the season on like i I just need to find one really good spot for the rut you know so it's my approach may be different if i lived out there and i i I knew of a big buck in a certain county and there happened to be six thousand acres of public land where i thought he was calling home then my answer may be a little different yep yep for sure i like it cool Let's face it, we all have a camera that is laying around that's either broken or completely worthless. Thankfully right now, after a ton of great feedback from last year, Exodus is opening an upgrade program. Cash for clunkers, I like to call it. So how does this even work? In short, order any camera on ExodusOutdoorGear.com and use the code UPGRADE to save 25% on any Exodus render, render bundle, rival, or rival bundle. After placing your order, the Exodus team will send you a return label for your trade-in camera. After receiving the camera, they'll ship you your full order. If you're new to Exodus, I'll just say this. Five-year warranty, five-year theft and damage coverage, and best-in-class customer service. I've been using Exodus cameras for three years now. And they, to me, are the most reliable, dependable, and just downright flat out work for me. They're workhorses. I know I'm going to put them out and I know they're going to work. Be sure to take advantage of this unique saving opportunity to replace any old junky camera with the bulletproof and dependable Exodus camera. This upgrade program is only good for the remainder of April or while supplies last. As always, be sure to head over to their website and sign up for their email newsletter to stay up to date with all their announcements. I've caught wind that they have some really exciting announcements coming down the pipeline. So for more details on the campaign, head over to exodusoutdoorgear.com slash pages slash exodus upgrade dash program. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes for this upgrade. If you've been a listener of the podcast, you know that I'm a huge fan of Garmin products. None bigger than the A1 series bow sights. I've been shooting a Garmin bow sight since 2019 and in my opinion, hands down, makes you better in the moment of truth. For the past two seasons, I've shot the A1i Pro and my favorite feature of that sight is the confidence it gives you when I'm at full draw on a shooter buck and the moment just slows down. It helps the moment slow down in my opinion. No more movements of grabbing your rangefinder and ranging once, twice, three times and then moving your dial to the correct yardage or for the fixed pin hunters trying to gap shoot just go to full draw hit the range button and make every shot count 
If you want to learn more about Garmin Bow Sights, head over to Garmin.com. Well, let's get over to uh, to today's substance of the podcast, and uh, let's start. Let's start with the the big daddy, the bow. The you know, you guys, you've heard us talk about that. We're we're partnered with Prime now, um, and we're both shooting a Prime Rev X two. You can get the four or the six, and uh, so I guess I'll start with mine. Um, okay. So, like I said, it's a Rev X two. It is uh, 32 inches axle axle. The IBO on it, I have yet to do an IBO speed on it. Um, it's got a six and a quarter inch brace height. Uh, 28. My bow is a 28 inch draw. It's four and a half pounds. I'm only shooting 65 pounds draw. You know, draw weight. That's what I pull. I've I've been pulling that. Yeah, I went to in 2019. I went to 65 pounds, and honestly, man, it's I'm no behemoth of a dude. I don't need to. You know, everybody's like, oh, it's only five pounds. I'm like, I get it, mm-hmm. but so much smoother shooting a 65 pound bow. Uh, the riser, I did a morale green color, and then the limbs, I did I did a black. So um, the bow is, is very smooth. My favorite thing about the bow is. <sighs> And I put myself on the spot there. Um, <laughs> there's so many good things about the bow. Honestly, I think, I think it, uh, how it holds at at full draw on a target is probably my favorite thing about it. And there's the bow. The bow itself is so stable. But uh, I coupled it this year with a little different stabilizer setup, and we'll get into that in a little bit. And uh, something different I've never done. And I think that has a little bit of hand into what, you know, holding on the target better. But the bow, this is the first year I've ever shot a bow that, like, the prime grip is actually in the middle of the riser. So, like, when you look at other bows, it's not technically, like, right in the center. So, um, if that makes sense. And it's different shooting it, but it feels so good. It, yeah. it, it the, the draw cycle feels really good. The cam on it is awesome. Um, it's a zippy bow. It's like a zippy, uh, you know, it zips. It's just, you know, it's not real. Fa- I mean, it is good. It's a good speed, but it's just like it's, you know, just right there. And uh, on the shot, though, man, there's no hand shock. Uh, I was really impressed with that. And then the back wall, there's not a, there's not a huge, like, fall-off valley in the back wall. It's really, really really comfy i like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that 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 center grip technology like when you're when your eyes are just looking at it it's hard to like it just looks a little different at first Mm -hmm. right like because most people aren't used to it but once you start shooting it it it, uh you don't even think about that one bit i know it so what what is your bow set up all right, so like you said, I'm shooting the Prime Rev X2 also. I went with the black r- limbs and the black riser, so it's kind of the black on black. It's kind of it's real stealthy looking. Um, same brace height as yours. It's two or six and a quarter. I also shoot a uh, 28 28 inch draw. I'm shooting 65 pounds, and I actually did run mine through a, a chrono. Is that how you say it? Chrono? Yeah. Yep. Chronograph. So th- my my IBO on mine is two seventy seven. Two hundred and seventy seven. Okay. So it's 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 cooking. I mean that's that's kind of where 
you know, that 60 to 65 pounds at my draw length, it always kind of falls right in there. So if I had to guess yours, you know, I think you're, you're shooting a little bit heavier head up front and we'll get to that later on. So yours is probably just a few, just a few less than mine actually is. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've been, I've been really shooting quite a bit already with it out in the yard and really stretching it out, you know, all the way out to 90 yards. And the one thing that I, I'm noticing the most for me, and I thought my previous bow um, had a really nice draw cycle. This one, the, this prime, the draw cycle on it is by far my favorite out of, out of all the bows I've shot. It is, it is so smooth. Like mm -hmm. it, there's no, like when you get to there, that last, that last little bit over that hump and it settles in. No, this thing is just, it's just there the whole way, whole way right in it, into settling in. And like you said, there's no hand shock at all. I mean, zero it's, it's quiet. And you know, that's one thing for me is like, I want something that I can go out in the yard and shoot as much as I want and enjoy shooting it. But then, you know, come the fall, this thing's got to be quiet. I got to be able to draw this thing slow and smooth, and it has to be quiet. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, 32 inches axle-axle, you know, Rev X2, same as what you have, just a couple little bit different specs just because of our different setups. Yeah, and, you know, one thing I do want to point out, too, is it it is four and a half pounds, but it doesn't feel like a four and a half pound bow. And I'm not here to, to kind of, like, shit on Matthews or nothing like that. Cause that's the bow you and I've been shooting for a long time before mm -hmm. is as great bow. Matthews yep. is a great bow. I, it, you know, but, and if, if you've ever shot a Matthews, everybody listening, they tend to be a little heavier and I'm okay with that. I don't mind a heavy bow at all. Yep. Um, but I will say they're like basically the same in, in weight, but for some reason this, this prime feels lighter. I don't know why, um, but I'm all about control. You know, you and I've talked about axle to axle and a 33 inch bow to me, axle to axle feels way too big for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel like I can control it. 32, thir 31 is my sweet spot. I love a 31 inch bow, but I don't want to go any less than a, than a 30 either. So it's either, if I had to pick two, it's either a 31 or a 32. I will shoot a 30 if I have to, but like a 31, 32 is my prime like sweet spot. That's where I like to be. It's my body type. Um, you get anything bigger. I, I just, I just feel weird. Like I had a, I had a bow one year that was a 33 and I got it, started shooting it all summer. Every time I pulled it back, I'm like, man, it just doesn't feel right. Like it was a good shooting bow, but I just didn't feel right at full draw. And I'm like, I ended up getting rid of it before the fall and got a different bow. Like I just yeah. didn't, I, I like lost money on it too. Cause I actually, I bought that bow and it was like, I couldn't sell it for what I had into it. And, um, I just, I just wasn't, it wasn't a prime. It was a different brand. So, um, I just didn't like it. So that's when mm -hmm. I kind of was like, I need to, I need to hover in this 31, 32 axle to axle length. And, and, uh, that's where I really like to settle, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of right in that same boat, you know, and I get it. Like, you know, the longer the axle, the axle for some of those guys with longer arms and even just a taller, like torso, they just kind of fit them a little better. But another thing also with the, this bow that I wasn't too sure about because it is, is the grip because I, I naturally mm -hmm. like my last bow, I had the, the Matthews, the VXR and I got rid of the grip that was on it and just got the side plates 
on it basically so real small and uh this one this one fits nice and i'm gonna be real curious as we get into the fall when it starts getting real cold how this grip's gonna feel you know because you hear a lot of guys talk about the technology and the grip that it just doesn't get real cold to the hand um so i'm, I'm looking forward to that but like i have no no issues at all with the grip i don't plan on changing the grip no nothing like that so yeah Yep. All right, let's move on here next to stabilizers. Now, I know you and I shoot basically the same stabilizer. I shoot a, a 10-inch micro hex from Bee Stinger. Uh, in the past, I've been, you know, like I said, I've shot Matthew, so I was shooting Matthew stabilizers, but I wanted to branch out this year and, and try something different. I shot a Bee Stinger in the past before the Matthew stuff and uh, really liked it. So this year I went with the micro hex 10-inch, and I used to shoot a sidebar for like 10 years. I shot a sidebar. Last year I took it off and uh, really enjoyed it. So this year, the big change that I made was I went with, uh, um, so you can get these quick disconnects, you know what I mean, where it's got like a T-post on it. You just turn it a little bit and it pops out, and then you can take it off to put it in your case or whatever you got to do. So Bee Stinger makes a 10-degree quick disconnect. So basically when you when you look at the bow and you hold it up and you're looking at a side profile, the stabilizer almost looks like it's bent off of the bow. It almost looks really weird. Um, you see a lot of like target shooters shooting like a degree. I got a 10 degree. I don't know too much about it. I don't know if that's like average or that's like the sweet spot. I have no idea. That's just what Bee Stinger had and didn't know if I'd like it. So I wanted to try it. And honestly, man, I, I, I honestly think that is, a, a big part of why I can hold better. I mm -hmm. it, it makes the bow more front heavy. So like when you shoot, your bow kind of falls forward. Um, it's more of like a follow through and love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. And I'm not running a sidebar. I'm not going to. I don't need one. Um, going to like a real ultra minimalist last year. That's a, essentially why I eliminated the sidebar is because I didn't really felt like it made me that much better of a shot, but it's just more weight. And being like, like I, like I told you, I was going to ultra minimalist and I just didn't need it. So just doing one 10 inch off the front, um, in a 10 degree angle, quick disconnect. And it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I actually run the same stabilizer, the, 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 uh, Bee Stinger micro hex. I've been running that for about two years now, this, this exact system and, I actually, this is the same system I had on my bow for the, the last two years, and I just transferred it right over. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm running the 10-inch the off the front, and I actually do run a back bar, and I run an 8-inch back bar off of it. And, you know, for me, I, I noticed that the back bar really helped once I got out past kind of that 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 60 yard range you know when i started getting to 60 70 80 and 90 and yes i'm not shooting white tails at that but you know i'm going to tack i enjoy shooting the longer distance here at my house um i live somewhere that i, I can really <laughs> i i can about shoot as far as you want to think about and that's where i noticed that that back bar really helping me out is that that those longer distances when it's like you know when you're out there at 100 yards and you're just you're trying to get that float to just really just settle in well that pin that covers a whole lot of the target usually mm -hmm. and i just it i just enjoyed it because it, it really kind of locks it in as steady as i can be but i i'm still i haven't bought the quick disconnect yet. i've been too cheap 
but I, I, I need two of them. I've been. I need Jeez. two of them. <laughs> yeah, so you need to eliminate the, that back bar then. Yeah, because I, you know, I could. Uh, the quick disconnect is is nice because if you you know you're constantly traveling to hunt or you're going to your local 3D course or going up to tack like you're always putting that taking that bow in and out of the case so you're always have to unscrew it where like the quick disconnect I I know what they are I've seen them I just haven't bit the bullet yet. Yep. Yeah. It's uh definitely worth. I was the same way. It's definitely worth its weight in gold. Like just to be able mm-hmm. to pop it off and put it put the bow in your case like real quick and and go like it's it's nice so yeah um no affiliation with bee stinger either i Mm -hmm. i I think they're just proven stabilizers and you know look good i'm I'm about looks too you know so um Ran, yeah, so. and the the micro hex is is the smaller diameter uh, stabilizer they make. You know, and they used to everyone had seen like the tied and true bee stinger stabilizers. Well, when they came out with the micro hex one, a lot of it was to kind of cut down on like wind drag. They're they're probably half the size of what the original ones ever were. And I like the micro, like mm-hmm. I'm kind of particular to the smaller. Like I just didn't want like a big hot dog you know, off the end, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it just got a, just just got a, a ballpark <laughs> Frank out there, you know, <laughs> this 48 inch stabilizer <laughs> out the front up in the tree, <laughs> just beaming. You're like touching the oak leaves out in front of you on the, as you're at full draw. Anyway. Um, so let's go next to everybody wants to hear it. They, they love it. They, I, people give me shit about this now, but the Garmin Bosite in, uh, um, I, you know, nobody can tell me different. I, you know, there's things out there that you really just really, I don't want to use the word game changer, but it just makes the experience way better, you Mm -hmm. know? And I've been shooting Garmin since 2019 and, uh, beforehand, before last year, it was never like a, a partnership or nothing like that. It was just, I really liked the site and, um, I started, so they have three versions. They have the A1 or the A1, I'm sorry, the A1, the A1i, and then the A1i Pro. Now I don't have any like the differences, you know, later wrote down or anything like that. But what I can tell you is I have an A1i and I have an A1i Pro. And so the Pro, that's their newest one. The you know, the bigger, cha- the big changes that they made with it is it's all micro adjust. So literally, you know, a set screw and then just kind of dial the micro, you can fine tune this thing like crazy. Um, so there's a, there's a cord that goes to your, to your trigger, you know, that, that shoots your range. Um, that cord is like a quick disconnect now and it comes off. So if you want to store it and, also, the A1i Pro has a dovetail. So if you guys don't know what a dovetail is, um, there's like a set screw on it and you adjust or you loosen that set screw and you can pull your sight right off your bow to, to store it away or, you know, whatever. If you want to move it to a different bow or something and the bracket stays on the riser and when you pop it back on, if you have it in the same place, everything's the same. It, you know, your, your, your pins didn't move or nothing like that. Um, you can save arrow profiles in there. So if you really like to, let's say you have a hunting arrow, that's a heavy arrow. You can save that profile in there and then you can go sight in like a light arrow with the same, 
you know, bow and the same configuration, same site and everything and save that in there. Um, I believe you can save up to five arrow profiles. If you like shoot 3D, you can save that arrow in there. And all you got to do is go through the menu and just kind of toggle what arrow you want it and just grab those arrows and, you know, and go. That's a nice thing. Uh, they've really streamlined how you sight the bow sight in. Literally, it takes about 10 minutes, one person, and you're dialed. Like the other day, I slapped it on my prime and I was sighted in to 52 yards in about 13 minutes and it was really nice and um so they streamlined that now the a1i the second version that they had it doesn't have micro adjust nothing like that but it's still a very good site even the a1 the very first gen they have i have friends that still have the a1 i think the biggest difference between the a1 and then the a1i the one and two versions is the a1i the second version you can uh, save arrow profiles in there. The A1, you cannot, I don't think. I think you only get one arrow profile. And the the Gen 1, I don't think you can adjust your colors of your pins. I don't think. Um, but the other ones you do. So like I do a red, red, green, red, green, red, green on my fixed pins because you can have fixed pins as well. Um, but man, the shooting experience and just the way like I say it in, you know, the ad read and it is a hundred percent honest. Like my favorite thing about this site, like all that stuff that I listed was great, but the favorite, my favorite thing about it is the confidence it gives you when you're at full draw on that one opportunity that you're probably getting for the year. It just slows the moment down and just gives you so much confidence. And, you know, David, he can't really speak much about it because his site's not here yet. It's coming, but I can tell you, I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say he's going to have the same experience. I hope. I hope he does. Um, so, but yeah, that that's my setup, the A1i Pro right now. And um, I actually, they have a mail-in rebate right now. If you guys, for the month of April, I forgot about this. You can go to any Garmin dealer or you can order it on Garmin's website if you go there in any of the A1i bow sites, the A1, or the A1, the A1i, or the A1i Pro, you get a $100 mail-in rebate right now. So basically you buy the site and then you go online and you can sign up for the mail-in rebate. They'll give you $100 back and they have crossbow sites as well. And you get $200 off those right now. So any Garmin dealer or do it online right now for the month of April, you can save some money on that. So go do that. And I have had like three people reach out and say they're going to buy the site and they wanted me to get credit or the fall to get credit for it. And uh, I don't have a link or nothing right now. I'm working on that. But if you guys, if there's a comment section, you could leave it in the comments. And I greatly appreciate you guys doing that. That's awesome that you, you're thinking of me and, and David in the podcast to be able to do that. Um, so maybe just say something. Hey, I heard it on the fall podcast. That's why I'm buying. Like that'd be huge. So, yeah, that's my site setup. <laughs> so <laughs> this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tacovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. 
Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. You want to know what the most important thing is right there, buddy? What's that? And this is for anyone. Whatever someone's shooting, as long as you're confident with it, that's what matters. That mm-hmm. that's the most important part, you know, and, yeah. and the the confidence that you have with it, that that's that's all you can ask for. That's what you want. Yeah, for sure. You know, and this is going to be the same one. David's going to be shooting the A one I Pro as well. I forgot. I did write that the the site. So a lot of people say like before they get to put hands on it or whatever, it's like they they're like it looks heavy. It's only eighteen ounces. You know, it, so it's just over a pound. It's really not even that heavy. It looks heavy. Yeah, it might look that way, but it's not. It, it, you know, it's, man, it's it's just, I'll never say I'm not going to miss another deer or wound another deer or whatever, but I'm just telling you, like, like how many times have you, if you shoot a slider, how many times have you, like, range, 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 adjust the slider you know, go to full draw, the deer moves out or moves closer or whatever. And it's like, Oh, I gotta, it's none of that, man. I pull back, I hit the button. And that's the thing. Like you can hit the button, like a, like a normal range finder once and it'll give you a range or you can hold it and it keeps ranging. Okay. You're holding the button. It keeps ranging. And then when you let go, it gives you a yardage and gives you a pin. And there you go. It's yeah. the other thing too, is like when you, if you've, nobody's ever looked through this thing, when you, when you come back to full draw, you have a you can make it green or red on the A1i Pro. It's a circle, okay, and it's it's one of those things when you go through the the sight-in process, it's you set it up, but there's a dot and a circle, and when you go through the sight up sight-in process, that dot needs to be in the middle of the circle. So it, it's essentially another. It's telling you if you're torquing your bow or not. Now every time that you pull back, that circle should come right in the middle or that dot should come in right middle of that circle and if it's not that means your grips off or your torque in one way or the other so it's helping you be a better shot as well that that's the cool thing about it but yeah i there, recommend some, you trying it there is some crazy good technology in that thing yeah and you know it's a kind of i've get a lot of questions and i'll probably get a lot of questions after this but i'm gonna i'm just gonna kind of spitball here the questions that I think I'd be getting. Have the batteries ever died on me? No, never once. 
I ran in my first A1i. I ran it for three years, never changed the batteries. Lithium, AAAs, three of them, never changed them. Now, I would recommend changing them just so you have extra, like just added confidence. Um, so never had to change them, never had the issue. But I always take AAA batteries in my backpack just in case something goes wrong. It's real easy. Pop the back cover off and change them then you're good and it saves all the information so it's not like you gotta start back at zero uh the other thing is ranging through trees and through thick stuff never had an issue honestly i've never had an issue um and i and if you do have an issue guess what when you're when you're sighting in your bow sight okay when you're sighting in the site it will like let's say you shoot at 20 and you rain or you you sight in your 20 yard pin so it's a single pin okay but it saves it in a stack of pins. Let's say, like I told you, I, I've, I've sighted in from 20 to 52. So anything from 20 to 52, if I double punch, it gives me my 20, my 30, my 40, my 50, all those pins in a stack. Is a, so you can shoot it as a fixed pin as well. So let's say you're in the thick brush or whatever and you can't range or nothing. Just double tap and it gives you five fixed pins and then you're back to where you shot before. You know what I mean? Um so there's that as well, but I've never had an issue ranging through thick stuff or in low light. I've never really had that issue. Um, how does it do in low light? You do lose a little bit of of light, but I have yet to be in the scenario or situation where I'm like, I just can't shoot the deer. It doesn't really think, or I don't really get much different than when I shot like a different site. I used to shoot a spot hog before this, you know, and never really had that issue. Uh, and the last thing. Uh, I hunted in this with this in a downpour, absolute trenchal downpour, and it never I never had an issue um, with with water getting into it, getting it ruined or anything like that. So it's pretty weather tight. It takes a lot of bumps and bruises and, and beat up and everything. It's it's cum it, I shouldn't say it's not it's not cumbersome. It's it's built like a brick shit house. That's what I want to say. Um, and it's a good site, man. Can't wait for you to get yeah. yours. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Question for you though, with it. Do you find yourself using the the stack of pins or the single pin more? Single pin. Yeah. I've only used the stack of pin one time, and it was on that deer right there. The big boy. The big the big daddy. <laughs> the big the big mama. Yeah. And ironically, that was the first deer I ever killed with the Garmin. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm really looking forward to like kind of putting it through the paces, kind of bunch of different scenarios here at the house. Yeah, I actually just lied to you. That was not the first year I killed with it. Two weeks before that, I killed a doe. Mm. Yeah, and then he was the second one. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, can't wait for you to get it. You should be getting it soon, hopefully. So, yep. Uh, so let's move on to releases. I want you to, to kind of talk about your releases and explain what you've used in the past and kind of what you're going to this year maybe. Okay. So, you know, a handful of years ago – I was always shooting. Uh, I th- I've I've got a name down. I think it was this. I don't believe they even make this release anymore. But uh, I was shooting a, a wrist strap release, and it was the Scott Archery makes it, and I believe it was called the Silver Horn. I believe. And what it is, it's more of the hook style. It's not like a single or dual caliber that goes around your D loop. It's one that you kind of hook onto it. And the reason I I was hunting with that for you know all these years was that i felt like i could easily like 
identify the D loop with my hand and just kind of hook hook that release on it and pull back and and uh, you know take the shot. But about two years ago, I uh, I was starting to kind of notice a, a problem with myself with shooting, and I really wanted to start slowing the moment down more. Um, not only like in the in the yard practicing, but more than anything you know being up in that tree and so I started to learn how to shoot a hinge release and one one of my really good buddies he basically like built me this trainer um that I could use here in the house and I just I just worked with a hinge for two or three months you know and during the dead of winter to get comfortable and learn how to shoot one. And well, when it finally got nice out, I was scared to death to pull this bow back oh, the yeah. first time. But even though like I was, I was pulling it all winter long on the trainer, but it was like something about this bow, you know, but, um, I quickly fell in love shooting the hinge. I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I, I shot it up at tack last year. And, and the one thing I did learn up there about shooting, uh, shooting a hinge on those elevations, like shooting uphill or steeper downhills, like that hinge works differently. Right. And so that's just something I could put in, you know, in the memory bank and just, you know, I, other outside of like being up in a, a saddle in a tree, those kind of mountain shots, I'm just not seeing around here. So it didn't really affect me shooting a hinge. And I've shot, I've shot a handful of deer with it now and I really enjoy it. But there's a butt here, okay? This last fall, the, the 2022 fall, um, I decided to try to take up self-filming. And I quickly realized <laughs> a couple days in, kind of running through some scenarios out, you know, October 1, 2, 3, that self-filming and shooting a hinge, like, it may be, it may be a problem when it comes crunch time. And when I say that, I mean like you're trying to get the deer on video and the deer is always most important to me first, always. But like you're trying to get the deer on video and I, my hinge, I kept in like my pocket cause I, I don't have it on a, on a, on a wrist strap or anything like that. I like, I like the hinge to just be free and to be able to like try to film the deer get him, you know, when he comes into, you know, where I want to kill him, get, get the release out and be able to hook it on properly and come back and, you know, go through my shot process. It's a lot going on in crunch time. There's a lot going on there. So I, I go back and forth. I, I can shoot at any given time. I can shoot my hinge or go back to my old school, this, the Scott Silverhorn. I can go back and forth and feel comfortable with either one. So this hunting season, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Like, you know, I've been shooting this prime for the last couple of weeks and I, I shoot both releases and the hinge release I shoot is the, uh, it's a true fryer, uh, sear X. Um, I do like a click and it's, it's, it's pretty hot, pretty hot click. And for anyone that doesn't know what that means, it's like, it doesn't, after that click, it doesn't take long and that, that thing is going to fire. But, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do this fall. Uh, either way, even when I carry the hinge with me, I always have the, my backup release, my backpack. Cause mm-hmm. carrying that hinge, like, Hey, you, you let go of that thing. It's going to drop, you know, you having the hinge in your hand and trying to run the camera arm like that, you know, that's metal to metal sometimes. Like yep. th- there's a whole lot of worries there for me. 
there's a lot of worries there. But what what I will say for sure, there's no doubt in my mind, just this last couple weeks, shooting, when I put that wrist strap release on and I shoot that, there's no doubt in my mind, shooting this hinge for the last two years has made me shoot that wrist strap release even better. Like, it's the same principle. It's just a different release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... I like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know though. I'm gonna. I'll probably keep playing along, but for for me to be the most efficient, I think training with this this hinge all year long, and then probably probably hunting with that wrist strap because trying trying to film and run that hinge is it's a lot. It's, it's truly a lot. Self film. Yeah, I will say when it comes to releases, there's. I've I've consistently only used two releases ever in my life, ever. I tried going to a thumb release uh, and I shot it. I got a, a nice one from Scott. I still have it. Uh, it's not a hinge, but it's a thumb. Shot a thumb it all. Button. Yep, thumb button. I shot it the first year I went to TAC, which would have been 2018. Shot it all summer. Took it to TAC. Shot it with TAC. Shooting so well. Um took it out that fall I don't know why first sit in that fall I can I can even tell you what tree I was in I just didn't feel comfortable it didn't I didn't even have a deer to, I didn't have a deer come in to like go to full draw with I just I just felt like something was missing um mm-hmm. really no reason for me to change other than you know just to try something different so I went so to kind of go back my dad when I was I think when I was 10 or 11, he gave me his release that he bought when he was 18 years old, okay? And so this release is older than me, and I still have it, but it's broke now. So he shot it for many years. Um, He shot it for 20-some years, I think, and then gave it to me, and it was a Scott something. It was made by Scott. I still have it. Like I said, I I had to... changed the strap on it the strap but eventually it broke on me and I wanted to keep it I still have it I gotta find it it's just like a relic now but when I when that broke I shot that all the way until 2012 so um I shot I shot that a lot too a lot of years and then um I had a buddy give me when that broke I was kind of in season gave me a true fire hardcore buckle fold back now what that's a wrist strap it's a so my scott before was like a dual caliper like it it comes together like two claws like you clip it on you know Mm -hmm. um the the true fire that the my buddy gave me is brand new he didn't use it or nothing like that just like use it was a was a hook you know and there was a like you could adjust the post on it and everything. But what I really liked about it was the strap was really comfortable, and you the fold back part you could fold the the release back against your wrist so it's out of your way. So if you're climbing sticks or something, there's no tinging or dang like nothing like that. So I'm like I love that. Mm-hmm. I shot it all that year, killed two deer with it, and then I'm like man like. I want this release. Can I buy it from you or whatever? And he just like, just take it, you know? Um, I still shoot that release. So it's been, uh, this, this fall will be my 11th year with that release. So there's only been two releases that I've actually ever used. 
Um, and I, like I said, I tried to shoot that Scott and I could shoot it really well, but it just when I get into a hunting scenario, I didn't like it. So I feel like I should probably go buy one of those hardcore buckle foldbacks again, just to have for a backup. Cause I do have a backup. I have a Scott, um, I don't know what it is. It's a Scott, but it's, I just bought it for a backup and it's got like the hook on it as well. It's a lot like the hardcore, but it's, I don't use it. Um, mm-hmm. and every time I could, I can shoot with it, but it just doesn't feel right. Like it, no matter how much I'd want to change this release, I have, I I'm just so stuck in my ways and, and I have, I have it set a certain way and I just love it. It's just, it, it's almost so worn in now that like it just my my it just fits on my re- my wrist so nice so that's what I shoot um like I said I'll probably go buy another one just uh just to have for a backup and get rid of all like the two Scots the extra ones I have because I don't need them so yeah I I tell you you know for anyone listening and they kind of hear me talk about those releases and they could easily think in their head they're like dude, why is it even a question? Like you should be hunting with whatever one is the easiest for your situation. But when I, when I wanted to learn to shoot a hinge, I have such an all or nothing personality that when I wanted to learn and I'm learning throughout the year, my buddy's like, well, are you going to, do you think you'll even hunt with it? I'm like, well, hell yeah, I'm going to like, I've, I've, I've taken a whole off season to learn how to hunt with this or shoot this. I'm going to hunt with it. Like I, mm-hmm. this is what I'm using all year long, you know? So for me to like the thought of like shooting this during the off season and then once hunting season rolls around, roll into like what I believe is maybe the most efficient for a hunting scenario with self filming that, that that's really hard for me to make that kind of decision. But I, I will tell you for, you know, hunting my whole life at the wrist strap and then, committing to a hinge two years ago i swear to god every time i went hunting not feeling that wrist wrap on my wrist i thought oh shit i forgot it i freaking forgot like because it's just that's you know as bow hunters i think when you feel that wrist strap release on like okay i got my bow i got my arrows and i got a release we're good that you know Mm -hmm. if i forget anything else that it is what it is but i at least can kill something tonight yeah and (laughs) the thing is a lot of times i'll drive with my release on like mm-hmm. just because like I'll never walk to the tree without my my release oh. on ever yeah ever like if I if I have a routine and I'll I might when I get to the tree I might take it off and put it in my pack or something to climb up but like I always wear it when I leave my vehicle to the tree yeah so yep yep for sure all right, next one. Let's get into arrows. So this one's a big one. So hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on. Okay. Wait, wait a second. What? Uh, I I got two I got two bullet points here back on the bow. What What do you What kind of strings are you using? Oh yeah, so strings. Um, I'm using the America's Best Bow Strings, uh, Platinum Series. Um, I have a gr- uh, speckled uh, green. With a speckled gunmetal gray twist, or not twist, but it's a yeah, it's twist, but it's speckled. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's what I'm using the the platinum series. So uh, my dad actually has a pursuit series. So they have pursuit platinum and premium. Premium? No, that's it's a good, better, best. The platinum's the best one. Premium's the second, and then pursuit. Um, my dad's got that one and still shoots. He's been shooting it for 
five years, four or five years, loves that string. So, yep. yeah, yep, yeah. That's it. I'm also shooting the the America's Best Bowstrings, the Platinum Series, and uh, I I'm actually extremely colorblind, so I had to have my kids help me pick out my colors. Okay, it's purple and pink. <laughs> Yeah, pretty close. No, so I I went with the the speckled uh, sunset orange and then the speckled uh, quicksilver, and they're kind of like the twist, like Aaron said, and uh, they they turned out really good on the all black bow. They they stood out, but this is actually my first set of uh, ABB strings, and and uh, they're they're nice, man. I I, yeah. I really do like them. I really yep. do like them. What what uh what kind of rest are you running on your bow? So I am running a QAD Ultra Rest. So. I've run a QAD. I think, I think ever since my dad bought me a bow, um, I think I maybe ran a whisker biscuit maybe when I was 12, 13, somewhere in there. But ever since like I've got a drop away, I've ran a QAD every year, except for two years, I shot a, um, Oh my gosh. Vapor trail. I shot a vapor trail, which I which was a great rest, um, mm-hmm. limb driven. But uh, I, dude, that QAD Ultra S, this one I have on this bow, I've had since 2015, maybe somewhere in there. It's it's kind of getting old. I think I did a podcast with uh, uh, the Huron River. Um, oh my gosh, I did a podcast with some guys from Michigan here. I apologize, I. Huron River Outdoors Outfitters podcast, I think. I can't remember. I feel terrible now. But he asked me about that, and I'm like, yeah, I've been shooting the same QAD, and um, they're built like they're built really well. Uh, I've never had an issue with one, and uh, I love tuning them. They're easy to tune and easy to work with when you're, when you're working on your bow. I can work on that thing out in the field if I need to, so... Um, mm-hmm. I actually use they. It comes with a, a clamp, like a, with a set screw, to put on your your cable. So I actually use that clamp because, and a lot of people look at me weird, like, why don't you just tie it on your string? Well, because if anything ever goes wrong with it out in the field, I have tools. I always kill, keep like a a couple little wrenches in my pack, to some little ones that I can basically work on just about anything on my bow, unless it derails or something like that. Um, anything I can do that in the field if I have to. So I just try to make things very efficient. If something goes wrong in the field, I can usually fix it. Yep. And, and once again, you're, you're confident with the way you have it set up. That, yeah. That's so important, man. I, you, you hear guys all the time, you know, like, well, you got to run it like this. You got to run it like this. And yeah, I'm sure there may be advantages, you know, a or B, but man, you just gotta be confident with your equipment. It's so important. Hundred percent, yeah. Yep, so what do yep. you what are you running for a, a rest? So I run a uh, a limb driven rest. I run a, a Hamski a hybrid um, Hunter Pro rest, and I this will be year number two that I've been running this, and I I switched it right from my old bow to this one, and I I really like it. Uh, I did go from uh, I guess what, what would yours be considered like a cable driven drop away? Is that mm-hmm. how they call that? Yep. Yeah. Um. Not a QAD, a different brand. Uh, had it, I had it fail twice. I I'm not gonna name what kind it was, but uh, I just got to the after the second time. I said, nope, that's it. It's it's time for something else. So okay, uh, 
I changed and uh, so far so good. You know, it's the only thing is that I'm getting used to is, you know, the nice thing about the cable ones, it's you, you can lock it in that upright position. I do like that. But, uh, you know, getting this new bow set up, the, the guys over at uh, Sunrise put like this real nice quieted down pad, this like launch pad on it for me. And it's 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 nice. I like it. That's one thing I will say. I mean, you know, the last two years I've killed two bucks in Michigan that I've done a spot and stalk on. Mm -hmm. And so like when I had that vapor trail, it is enclosed, but the enclosure is a lot bigger than the, than the QAD. Yeah. I will say that is something that I really liked with the QAD is that it makes that area still enclosed. But I mean, that bow, I can turn it all the way around and it's, I know it's not going to ting on anything. That's, yep. that's another thing too. I mean, the, the vapor trail is a fast rest. It was a limb driven rest. Awesome rest. It's really easy to tune. Really like that. But man, I just had to go back to the well and the QAD is, I don't know. My, my wife shoots one on her bow as well. And they're just so easy to tune and, yeah. uh, and it knock on wood never lets me down so yep nice good deal yep okay let's uh let's move to arrows um we're shooting the same arrow but a little different spec so um we're shooting the method arrows which is which you guys know i i think you guys know if you listen to this podcast at all it used to be vector arrows um so we're shooting the, the method arrows they have a couple different types they have the zmr which is like a lighter spined arrow and then they have the hmr which is kind of the heavier one so i'm shooting a, a zmr 325 spine uh it's 472 total grains so my whole arrow weight with everything head and everything is 472 grains that 470 to 480 mark is like really where i love to live um it's not like a uh, super heavy arrow i actually think it's on kind of like the lower end of a heavy arrow um but uh, I'm at right around 16% FOC if anybody cares. I really don't care. But uh, if anybody wants to know, that's where I'm at with it. Um, it's the, the arrows are cut at 27 and a half inches. And I use a three vein. Um, and the veins, so everybody get your pens and paper ready because this is the question I've got the most on, is the veins that, that, I, that I pick on them is, is an AAE hybrid uh, 23 vein. So that's what it is. It's a, I use a three fletch AAE hybrid 23 vein. And then the knock is an AAE IP four knock. And that's the same as David's using for the knock, but the vein he's using a little different vein than I am. So that's my arrow, man. Um, you know, I've used those the last two years. I've shot five deer with them. Every single one has been, well, I shot, okay, I shot five deer with them, but I shot one deer twice. And every single arrow has been a complete pass through, um, except the full frontal, but I still, <laughs> I mean, I shot him full frontal all the way through his body and like six inches was hanging out, you know, so it would have, it, it penetrated like a, like a mofo. So I've been super, <laughs> super happy with these arrows. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm back again with some codes to help you save on some great outdoor products. If you're looking for a new bow, go try out the new RevX from Prime at g5prime.com. And if you're looking for a new custom string to go with the new bow or an existing bow, go to americasbestbowstrings.com and use the code THEFALL to save some money. 
Lastly, but certainly not least, I know you're probably looking for some arrows. So go to methodarchery.com, check out their custom arrows, use their arrow builder, build all your arrows, and use the code FALL10 to save on your next purchase. It is spring, and I'm going to be doing some turkey hunting in a Buck Bourbon Rackhouse 300 plus ground blind. They have the patented one-way mesh window so the critters can't see you while you're doing your backstrap ballet just before you go to full draw. They also offer the saloon-style spring door for added room while trying to enter and exit the blind. Everyone's done in a time or two. Your pack gets hung up on the top of the door or the zipper alerts a roosted gobbler in the tree above. No more of that. Buck Bourbon has made the door bigger and eliminated the zipper. So let Buck Bourbon help you in the aid of getting your next trophy. Check them out at buckbourbon.com and use the code TFP20 to save on your next purchase. So like Aaron said, I'm also shooting the ZMRs, but actually I'm shooting the 350s. And when I looked up the 350s, the 350s are 8.9 grains per inch of on the arrow. Um, I shoot a right helical. I'm shooting a four-fletch, the AAE Hybrid 26S veins. I, I have an arrow here I can show it on the video. My total weight is 420, and the FOC is right in between 10.5 to 11. So it, mine's a little bit less than Aaron's. And... Uh, I, same knock, but for the, if you want to shoot lighted knocks with these, I prefer like the nocturnal knocks. That's kind of my yep. choice. Yep. And those are the nocturnal G knocks for these specific arrows. But I don't know if you can tell, but so these, these are the, the AAE hybrid. This is a four fletch. Okay. Now it's kind of hard to tell, but this is the first time I've actually ever shot a four fletched arrow and my reasoning I just want to try it, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I just wanted to try it out, you know. Um, and I've always actually shot the AAE hybrid veins already, so I kind of already knew how they were. But, uh, dude, I mean, I these things are shooting awesome. I mean, they, they mine are a little bit lighter than yours, right? Like, mm -hmm. they're 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 almost they're almost sixty grains lighter than yours, I I believe. But uh, these uh, they they hit hard man like they, well you know you're you're lighter hard. you're lighter but you're shooting a, a lighter point weight so yeah and yep. and if you you know i'm shooting 25 more grains in a point weight um but still you'd be a little bit lighter than me still but like you, you know you you jack that point weight up and your foc will go up too you know yeah. if you jack your point weight up but honestly you've had such good luck with that setup i don't oh, know yeah. why change it you know yeah Yep, and that's the thing too is is since you're shooting that that little bit heavier head, you're shooting that little bit stiffer of spine, so that automatically that automatically is up in your grains per inch on arrow also. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Good good arrows. If you guys um, and all I mean you guys will hear the the partner reads and everything in here where you can find we have codes for all these as well. So go check those out because the. I'm I'm super pumped with those arrows, and those arrows are like technically like a micro diameter arrow. Um, so yeah, moving on, broadheads. Yeah, and you know, this is another thing. This is another thing that is proven for me. David has yet to shoot them. He 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 is shooting them. I actually just so you know, I got everything in the mail. So your new heads are at my house right now. So I got to get those to you. But um, <laughs> need to deliver those tomorrow, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen what I've done with him in the last two years, and I think he's kind of anxious to to get you know start shooting him everything. But um, FJ fours, we're both gonna be shooting the FJ fours this year. The the new one, 
Um, I shot a prototype this year and it, it was awesome. So it's a four blade. Um, the blades are like a, like a quarter inch, you know, uh, bleeder blade. It's a, it's a right bevel, single bevel head. Um, I'm shooting the one twenty fives. It's a two and two and an eighth cutting diameter. Uh, it, the ferrules on them are aluminum ferrules on the hundred, the one twenty five, and the one fifty grain. And anything higher than that is stainless, I believe, is stainless steel. Um, but it's aluminum ferrule, and it comes like you. They offer a couple different sharpeners for these heads. So there's a couple different ways you can do this. If your heads get dull, you can send them into Helix and they'll sharpen them and, and send them back. And or they have two sharpeners. They offer a pocket sharpener, which is just basically about as big as a pen. And you hold it in your hand like that and it's just a pull through. And I love the pocket sharpener. Uh, they have a HX Pro sharpener, which is very nice as well. And it's um, basically a jig that you lock the blade in and then you have wood dowels that have different grits of sandpaper or you know rough up paper whatever you want to call it that you just kind of pull through the blade and everything it takes a little bit more time a little bit more to get an edge on it but it gets it really sharp i personally like the pocket sharpener because i leave it in my bag or my truck honestly it's in the center console of my truck all fall uh, if I ever need like just to touch up an arrow or something like that, pull it through a couple times and she's good to go. Um, that's that's what I recommend, but that's what I'm shooting. You can get heads all the way up to like I think 225 grains through Helix and they're accurate. Um, I'm super impressed with them. I actually went out and shot them the other day in the in the in the yard. First time I shot them through the prime and I wanted to see where they'd marry with my with my field points I didn't have to move a damn thing uh I mean up to 52 yards I was like I was almost ruining arrows because I was shooting them right next to each other so I got nothing to bad to say about these heads they are fixed heads that you put them on there you don't have to worry about them they're gonna work for you so that's what I I like about them yeah I, I'm really looking forward to shooting them I, you know I've had had a chance to put my hands on them, you know. I've I've seen some of them up at your place, and then when we were at uh, the ATA show, seeing them, I mean, they look good. They look real freaking mean, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Real mean. But uh, I'd like to uh, put them through the paces this summer. Yeah, for sure. Moving on, so I, we're getting down to the end here. Peep sight. I just I shoot a what's called a radical peep. I, th I believe it's made by Radical. 316th uh that's what i've been shooting my whole life uh and i also shoot a kisser button and the kisser button uh back i don't know eight seven eight years ago i had a guy that specifically worked on my bow and uh i've shot a kisser button my whole life as well and i cannot not shoot one without one now um so i was always you know shooting kisser buttons and they always fly off you know you always mm -hmm. had those like the C clamps or the crimpers or whatever. And it, for some reason it always fly off. So then I started like serving them in and it always fly off. So the guy that used to work on my bow, he, he, he dubbed it and he would call it the wood tick. And what he would essentially do is take uh D loop material and make like a button where you're, and then he'd serve it in. Like oh okay so I'm, so I started working on my own bows and stuff like that probably five years ago, and I started doing it myself and I'd serve them in. I have yet to have one move come off nothing like that, and I love it. So that's what I use for a kisser button. And 
I don't like like a, a big saucer one that looks like a dinner plate on there. I just like something that knows, you know, that I know is there and that's what I use and it's cheap. I have the material and everything to do it. And if it did ever fall off in the in the field, I can slap one of those back on. I always have serving with me and I always deep loop material with me. Like I said, it's one of those things I want to be able to like with without, you know, I want to be able to fix anything in the field short of like, like I said, like a, a string breaking, a derailing or a limb cracking or something other than that. Like if something major doesn't happen that I can fix it all in the field. That's where I like everything to be. Yep. Yeah. I always, uh, some of the out of state trips I've taken, I, I have like an, I turned an old fishing box, like a tackle box into an archery box. And it's just full of like little things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Little things that were like something even though it's so tiny but it'd piss you off if it went wrong when you're out of state where it it may cost you a day or two hunting you know but like you said just enough things where like you can fix it if it's not too big a problem you know but yeah so my peep i shoot the same i actually don't even know the brand of the peep i shoot uh maybe i should but i do know the size is 316th the same as you and i actually shoot no kisser button no nose button nothing like that but uh I, i got a question for you do you shoot Two eyes open or one eye open? One. Do you? Yep. Yep. Um, I was always taught to shoot with one eye open, and now I've I've tried to actually tried to train myself in the past to shoot with two two eyes open. I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I get people giving me shit when they see pictures of me like full draw or whatever with an eye closed. I'm like, well, sorry about your bad luck, but it works for me, and why change it? Kind of thing, you oh. know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Before you started shooting a Garmin, were you shooting multiple pins or a one pin sight? So for the longest time I shot a multiple pin. Um, and, and typically I would shoot like a five pin mm-hmm. and all fixed. No, no floaters or nothing like that. And then in 2013, I shot a slider and I moved to a slider. And ever since then it was a one pin slider just loved, uh, having just one pin to worry about but then it always got to the point where it's like in the rut you know you always have that question of like he runs in hot and then he like you go to full draw and it's at 20 but then he runs out to 40 and you're gap shooting or you're just like guessing like i didn't want to deal with that so yeah no the reason i ask is so i i shoot with two eyes open now but i that's not how i used to always shoot um when probably 10 years ago the reason I ask about the, you know, are you shooting multiple pins or single pin that I think the multiple pin thing, that's almost like for me, it forced me to have to shoot with only one eye because I couldn't like both my eyes open with a stack of five or four, whatever it may be. I could not like concentrate and just get the single, the one out. I couldn't even count them down. Yeah. Remember Mm -hmm. I'm color, I'm colorblind. So I, I can't go, okay. Greens, this reds, that like I had to, I would have to look at them. So 10 years ago, I moved to like a single pin site, but at that same time then I trained myself to shoot with both eyes open. And that's the only thing I've ever done now, but I still go back and forth that if I need to shoot with one eye open, I can still do the same thing. It's still very, very close when I'm shooting. Yeah. I've never had any issues, man. Um, and I was always taught, I think it's because I was taught to shoot a gun first, you know, and you, Mm -hmm. and, and some, a lot of people shoot a gun with two eyes open. I can't, you know, but, yeah. uh, I was always taught to shoot one eye open and so yeah. I still do it this day. 
is it when when you shoot with both eyes open are you that you almost see like like even though there may be one pin but it looks like there's two right there yeah and honestly if i eliminated probably a peep and mm-hmm. and you know i could probably shoot with two eyes open but my whole thing is like i haven't ran into an issue where i needed to yet so why change yeah. it you know yeah. no yeah here we, we're right back to it again confident confident yep. in what you do yep for sure um I, I quiver wise, I'm like still trying to figure out what quiver I want to get. Um, quickie for life. Honestly, man, I might roll a quickie quiver <laughs> just because quivers are so damn expensive. And yeah. I just, I never shoot with a quiver on my bow. Um, it, whenever I get to the tree, it always comes off. I might shoot with a quickie quiver and you can get them <laughs> for like 30 bucks. So I literally I just need a way to get my arrows to the freaking, but I will say one that really is drawing my eye is the trophy Ridge something, whether another, but it's got the green lights in the, in the hood of it. Mm-hmm. I think that could be pretty beneficial in the morning getting like your arrow and your heads and everything out or at night, like kind of, so you don't scrape two heads on each other or something like that. Yeah. And, or if it, it, it acts as like a head or a, a light to be able to walk in in the morning or at, you know, at night getting out or something. Yeah. No, growing up, man, that that's all we ever used was the quickie quivers. You know, oh yeah. I, I had one forever. Was, yeah. I think there was straight out of like Acme, Michigan or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like they'd be just pitch black, a pitch black quiver, you know, but today I, I, I'm just shooting a, it's a cheap, it's a cheap old quiver. I mean, we're talking 30, maybe 35 bucks. It's a, it's a true girl, true glow, uh, quiver. Uh, it's either four or six arrow. Um, I will say though, if I was like an, uh, if I was a Western hunter where it meant like keeping that thing on the bow at all times, like carrying it in and out of like day in, day out, I would probably splurge and spend some money on a on a really nice quiver, but I that thing comes off every time I get up in the saddle. That thing comes right off the bow and hung up. So I yeah, I, I have never spent money on a really nice quiver. I'm the same way. I'm looking at like right now online, like you can get a Trophy Ridge five spot arrow quiver for twenty eight bucks. Like mm-hmm. that, sign me up. You know that yep. that's light and 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 holds arrows, but like a quickie man. Looking at a quickie right here, twenty four ninety nine. Like, boom, right there, out of Michigan. <laughs> yep, there you go, buddy. There you go. And I can hold one, two, three, four, five. I can hold six arrows in that thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. You want to be real minimalist? I think they make a three arrow quiver. I think they do too. L- at least they used to. <laughs> I mean, it, that thing was tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah. <laughs> like, well. and there's okay. So the trophy ridge I was looking at is called a trophy ridge hex light five arrow quiver. I think it's the hex light where it's got the light in it, I believe, but mm-hmm. that's still, that's like 90 bucks. I can get that and that'd be just fine. But right here, if you want, uh, I won't say the brand of it, but $250 quiver. Ooh boy. And Ooh it's boy. a, it's a, it's a bow brand that makes it. I'll just let you guess at what that is. <laughs> my, uh, one of my very best friends, he, he runs that that hex light quiver he, he likes it you know mm-hmm. but i i think the most appealing thing for a lot of guys is that 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 green light that's inside of it yep for sure well cool man i think that's uh i think we probably covered her all tonight i think we're probably just a little over an hour it was a good episode and um yeah everybody out there thank you guys for all the support and all the downloads and and everything go to 
go to Spotify and Apple Apple Podcasts and leave a leave a review. Also go to uh, YouTube and subscribe there. You guys can watch a lot of the podcasts. It takes me a while to get those up there. It's kind of a cumbersome thing to edit these podcasts and get them up, and it takes forever to export them. And I just kind of get them up when I can. So um, go to the YouTube channel and subscribe there. But yeah, that's about it. We got some big things coming up in the horizon, guys. So um, be on the lookout for that and. Always greatly appreciate all the support. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.